Hello, folks. Before we start our show, we have our Laugh Like Naga submission to play. Sent in to us by a very special and anonymous individual who, um... Okay, it's Kitty Hawk. So, you've been listening to the latest episodes? Uh, I listened to the Cynthia Martinez interview, and I listened to the Censorship in Cartoons uh, episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've actually been pretty behind on listening to my podcast, so I'm playing catch-up. Ah. Cynthia sounded really nice. I, <laughs> to say, I'm jealous. <laughs> I would have been nice to be in on that interview. I felt really bad when she said that she went online and found out people were calling her dubbing bad. I, I, I got the feeling that they're just doing that because they like Lisa Ortiz. Not It's not really a matter of quality. It's just not what they're used to. <laughs> Yeah, it's how some people some people are just like that. Some people just, you know, what they like is what they like. I mean, it's a weird thing. It's a good example of that is uh, is I was looking around on some YouTube videos and, and someone actually made a comment about being nostalgic about Dragon Ball GT. I'm like, nostalgic? That series isn't that old. <laughs> well, it was drawn with cells, so I guess that means it's pretty old by this point. Well, the funny thing is this, that, you know... The original Dragon Ball, I mean Dragon Ball Z, actually started in 1989. Oh God, really? Yeah. <laughs> I I whoa, okay, whoa. <laughs> it wasn't even the 90s. Oh my God. Yeah, let, let let that sort of massage into your head. That means Dragon Ball Z started when there wasn't even a Super Nintendo out. Actually, the here's 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 the funny thing. You know how there's a deluge of Dragon Ball Z games. Yeah. There was a Dragon Ball Z Fighter game on the SNES that that, <laughs> that, that, that had Saga characters in it. So that, that tells you how, how old it was. Oh, man. You know, actually, I guess that kind of makes sense because I remember being a little kid and my brother's friends brought home like a Japanese copy of uh, a fighter for the Genesis. And it, I think it had trunks in it. <laughs> I just took it for granted. <laughs> it's been that long. Oh my goodness, Cynthia Martinez, my dreams come true. <laughs> got it. Oh, Excellent. Hi. <laughs> we go. We got Cynthia here. Okay, so uh, Cynthia, so I'm let's see girl. here. I'm a new <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the most complicated thing I've done today. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, just a second ago, I was like, oh yeah, the chat. Yeah, I was like, what? What? I, last time it was really easy. I don't know what happened today. Yeah. But I'm on now. All right. So, any any other updates we we have to go through first before we start the show, Neil? I don't think so. I I was gonna like give give some sort of exciting news about uh, there's a new fan patch for uh, the video game uh, Wand no not Wanderers of Ease, Dawn of Ease and uh, among among the cast credits is one Alan Oppenheimer the uh, the voice of Skeletor and Cringer from Masters of the Universe. <laughs> but it turns out that it's a flashback, and they were just using audio from Ease 2. So I was like, ah. Uh. So it's a cheat. Yeah, it's a cheat. Yeah, I talked to the guy. I'm like, did you really get Ellen Oppenheimer? He's like, no. Damn it. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. He, he pulled he pulled a George McFly on you? Oh, yeah, he, he pulled a Back to the Future stunt on us. <laughs> what Was it Crispin Glover? Yeah. He, he still got paid. Yeah, I know. He had to sue to get it, but uh, 
just picture him going in to see Back to the Future 2. Hey, that's me! <laughs> but I didn't show up there, or did I? They could have told him the time machine worked, and they just got him when he agreed to in the future. And He probably would have bought it. He'd be like, Steven oh, really? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's real time machine at work. <laughs> Actually, that was that was Robert Zemeckis' time machine. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's time machine doesn't yet work. It, <laughs> it, it, was, it was destroyed when, when he first started uh, succumbing to digital editing. Because he really wanted to travel back in time and put walkie-talkies in those FBI agents' hands. The Webcast Speaking Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process for nigh on five years. Starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with an ornery bunch of critters like your local morning rodeo show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, where we get together and discuss community and industry news relative to comic creators, particularly of the digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, a program where we ramble on about folklore and stuff. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before cartoonies hit the internet, there were people sharing stories on the wire. Skedaddle over to webcastbeacon.com to find this and more. Lasso yourself a master RSS feed or iTunes feed so you don't miss out on nothing. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about Slayers. Uh, of course, you know my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Like, come forth. Again, the wrong Slayers. And we have <laughs> joining us the two. Hi, um, Explosion Array. <laughs> and once again, joining us is Cynthia Martinez. Hello, I'm Cynthia Martinez. <laughs> All right, so Slayers. Uh, Neil, yeah. you can start this off. Well, uh, I guess the best place to start, since we are covering the OVAs and movies, is that uh, there is something called the, the Wall of Separation of Slayers, and that is because uh, between the movies and the TV show, there are two different casts, and the only the only connecting point is, uh, is Lena. Yes. In the movies and OVAs, we have Naga the Serpent. And yep. Naga is kind of like this crazy, silly character who runs around in a, in a leather bikini and a cape. And one thing I discovered upon watching these again is that it, you're, you're actually supposed to watch these in a certain order. You're supposed to watch like the first 10 episodes of the TV series. And then back when this was running, the movie would have come out about that. And then you watch the movie and the movie's got the got Gowry Gabri of Sword of Light. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, that's that's where the Sword of Light comes from. Because that's after the episode where, you know, Lena basically goes into the Super Saiyan mode and has the sort of light and defeats uh, the Red Wizard, whatever the hell his name is. I don't remember at the moment. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Rezo, the Red Priest. Yeah, that's right. So he can attack and heal. He was the Red, red Mage, right? Uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, uh, Naga has kind of a sad backstory, which is kind of kind of funny because she is like this goofy character. But you soon realize that uh, she witnessed her mother get killed, and she ran away, and and forever after she's had this uh, aversion to to blood and uh, watching people get get cut. In fact, a couple episodes she actually passes out after watching someone, <laughs> you know, barely get nicked with a sword. So that that's kind of like the the weird the weird backstory of Naga is that in spite of it all she is kind of this tragic character and um, she's most of the time she's uh, 
she's Lena's sidekick, but she's also the, her rival. And they often find each other on on opposite ends of the uh, on opposite side of sides of disputes. And uh, more often, more often than not, Naga picks the wrong side. And as I also notice that as the series goes on, the rivalry becomes more and more uh, hostile. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to run through uh, – I'm going to run through these mostly in, uh, in chronological order with the, ex- with the notable exception of one, only because one of them is, has like a flashback that takes up most of the episode. But uh, – so we're going to be starting with the movie. And the movie is Lena and Naga get lured to this, to this island that's under the spell of this, of this ancient demon – and Lena has to go back in time to fight the demon because it's too powerful in the present. And she kills the demon with, with the help of the, uh, the sword of light that's being held by Rowdy Gavriev, the ancestor of Gowry. And she tries to swindle him out of the sword of light and she gets pulled back to the future. And of course, everything's reset in the future and the king doesn't remember hiring her and, and she <laughs> has to leave penniless and, but she's got Naga at her side, so it's a happy ending. <laughs> I don't know if sort of. really the right word for that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is probably the most upbeat one, even though uh, even though it's got like a cursed island and everything. It's it's the one where Naga is the least antagonistic. <laughs> True. But of course, she's giving her giving her hell about her boobs and, and that, that's how. That's how Rowdy kind of tricks Lena into helping him, is because he's like, "Oh, I, I know of this of this uh, this spring of uh, oh what's what's that what's that what's that spring called the the it's one a, the spring of growth yeah yeah oh that's yeah. right I forgot about that <laughs> but then it turns out it it only like um, makes things age yeah, yeah. <laughs> so does anyone else have any uh, I don't want to just like run run through the plots of these and like just kind of do like a dry overview. Does anyone have any comments about the movie? Has anyone seen it recently? Not recently, but I have seen it. It's uh, it is actually it is actually very enjoyable. It's uh, one of the things I have to hand to Slayer. Slayer does uh, does a fantasy setting and uh, not unlike what you expect in other anime fantasies, but does it in a much more comical, lighthearted way. The set pieces could be the same. As as any other fantasy series, like let's say Lotos, but then you throw Lena and Naga in there, and now it's different. Especially because of the craters. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, this was actually the first anime that I ever did, so I I really wasn't um, familiar with uh, with Slayers or with Lena. Um, I just kind of got you know, I, I guess thrown into this one, and and I wish I had known. Um, the character prior to, and I know she's supposed to be younger in this one, and I think that's why I got cast. I don't know, <laughs> but um, you know, I do remember this, and I just remember, you know, she's just such a such a fireball. It's like you're either um, eating when you start these shows, or she's uh, trying to swindle some money from someone. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of get her business sense right off the bat there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you do come off much younger than Lisa Ortiz when you do the voice. Now, I've I've always believed that the that the that the filmation and Central Park Media Slayers and Funimation, the AT Slayers, no. oh my god, <laughs> thirty whips. Fired. Yeah, I've always felt that all of the shows kind of complement each other very well because of that. I know it's 
you know, it, Lena doesn't really sound the same going from one to the other, but, you know, I don't care. It's not like I would have a much harder time if someone was trying to impersonate Lena, Lisa Ortiz. I think, so, yeah, you know what, and you're probably right, and it's probably a better um, a better way that I did not get to hear um, Lisa at first because I probably would have fallen into that, just kind of trying to imitate, yeah. um, you know, coming out of the motion picture before we started the OVAs and, and whatnot. Um, I, I did, I Googled myself and Googled Lena Inverse, and, you know, I saw all these comments and people were upset and people were angry and people were hurt, and, oh, my God, it was the biggest thing ever. And um, I started kind of looking into this, and I was like, holy cow, this little one is pretty big. So, um, you know, I kind of ended up um, having a different respect for her. Once I started the OVAs, I was a lot more careful. But even now when I watch it, sometimes I'm going, wow, I sound really young on that thing. (laughs) And uh, she's angry so much, and that takes me to my higher register. (laughs) You know, when someone yells, you normally don't yell down here. You yell up here, you know, because you're like, you're excited. So I noticed that is that, yeah, I start yelling and, I'm like, holy cow, she's angry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always appreciate it. I mean, it's not like it's not like uh, Steve Whitmire doing Kermit the Frog nowadays where he's like, hello, I'm Jim Henson. I'm like, no, you're not. Get out of here. <laughs> whereas, whereas, whereas you you came off as, you know, not trying to impersonate the other, the other actress, so it sounded natural instead of you trying to force yourself into someone else's shoes. Yeah, yeah exactly. that was a... Uh... I was just saying before you came on here that I felt I listened to the interview, Cynthia, and I felt bad that you went on and so people were so upset that you weren't Lisa Ortiz. And I think that's like it. It's not really a uh, matter of acting ability or anything. It's just the fact that you're not Lisa that made him mad because you're both very good at doing Lena. And personally, I prefer your voice because I just watched the uh, OVAs and the movies for the first time these past few days. And it's just a matter of preference. Lisa Ortiz is a great voice actress. I just prefer your voice. And I'm not trying to suck up. I was still... I know, right? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> well, well, I was, I, I, hey, there's, I, there's proof that I said this before you joined the Skype. So there. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. The point so. is, the point is... Uh, it is. It is very interesting to watch someone else take a role. Yes. In that carbon copy, the first person who did it. Yes. Because when people do the carbon copy, you are inviting. Oh yeah. You are inviting comparisons. It, it'd be it it it's exactly the this the same thing wrong that uh, Andrew Garfield did. Mm-hmm. In you know doing his worst Tobey Maguire impersonation. <laughs> Oh my god! One of, the, I, one of the many things wrong with that film, but yeah, it, it is it is a bad thing. It's like uh, it's uh, another example is uh, is when Neil and I were actually watching an episode of uh, Barely Animated, and and, and and here this guy doing a Robert Stack impersonation. He's not terrible. He's just he's just not Robert Stack. But I can actually think of a better example that's that's within the Slayers universe, and that would be. Uh, Crispin Freeman taking over as Zalgadis after the first 10 episodes of Slayers because it was someone else in the very early episodes and then he took over and a lot of people were like hey this guy isn't the same guy and then he just kind of mellowed into it and people just kind of uh, relaxed and uh, accepted it yeah and then they that sounded wrong <laughs> I say thank God because the the first El Goddess I got I don't think he was very good. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he didn't really of... emote anything and like 
I was showing it to my friends, and I'm just, hang on, guys, hang on, Crispin Freeman's coming, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, really, just wait for it. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, I, I enjoyed doing um, the motion picture. Like I said, I mean, it was the very first anime that I that I was introduced to, and, you know, it's kind of... I mean, it's odd because it was the first anime that I was introduced to. It was the first anime that I voiced. It was my first entryway into this world. And it kind of, it was cool and it sucked at the same time because I wish I had known at least more. At least I wish I'd known more about the story. And knowing Lena now, you know, obviously she is one of my um, favorite characters. Um, mainly because... She can get angry at anybody, <laughs> and she doesn't really care. She's kind of a loner, but she needs people. She doesn't really realize that, but she does. And and you know, I, I really liked um, going into the studio and playing this little Spitfire that uh, really didn't care what anybody thought. You know, when in the real world, <laughs> I'm constantly like, "Ooh, let me not say that," and she's just like, "I don't care." Blow <laughs> you up. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this was definitely. I mean, Naga's laugh, I'll be honest, was uh, something to get used to. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of the Naga laugh, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we... the next the next special Neil has listed is the one with the ten Nagas. That was great. Oh, yeah. Slayer's Special is a three-part OVA series that does begin with uh, one that's called the, S- the Scary Chimera Plan, which uh, in this one, there's a there's a wizard who is uh, is propositioning to Lena to be part of his his chimera, and she's and he's like, I'm going to put you, your face in the middle of this chimera that's also a sea serpent and something else, and, and she's like, absolutely not. And he go and she's like, why would I, why would I let you put a copy of my face on that thing? And he's like, well, I'm going to use your real face. And she's like, that's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> and Naga storms in on the party, and Lena ends up blowing up everyone. But uh, the sorcerer, you know, kind of gets down on his hands and knees. He's looking for like anything he can find. He finds a hair fiber, and he uses it to make ten copies of whoever's hair that was. And at first, Lena thinks that it's her. She's like, oh, God, these these are ten copies of me. Okay, I, I have experience over them, so this is going to be no problem. And it turns out it's it's, it's ten Nagas. <laughs> Rude awakening right there. Yeah. 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 And, and this is the episode that's hardest to watch, not because it isn't funny, but because of the constant laughing that's in the <laughs> latter half of the, the episode. I have to, like, shut all the windows and... <laughs> listen, listen to it with my headphones on because I'm like, oh my god, I can't let anyone actually hear this. <laughs> right, it's true, it's true, but it is, it's, a, it's a good episode. It's just, yeah, like you said, it's a little much to take when they're all laughing. But it seems, it's funny to me that a lot of the, um, a lot of the OVAs or, or, or I shouldn't say a lot of the OVAs, but you know, we had like even Slayer's Gorgeous and Slayer's, I think it was Slayer's Returned. It's just funny to me that anytime there's like like this evil character, they always had that Naga laugh. I mean, it wasn't, you know, but they had, they just had that oh, oh, laugh and I, I was watching them and I was thinking, holy cow, what is it about that laugh? <laughs> So I did notice I, that. I picked up on that thing, and I was like, wow, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I've seen that ripped off so many times, yeah. that laugh. And uh, 
I don't remember how that one ended because I watched these all about a couple of months ago, and um, I think it ended where they beat the wizard somehow, and and uh, oh god, what happened? They had they had the ten nagas following them for a while, and somehow they got rid of them. <laughs> but the ending is not really the, the point. the The point is is the whole middle part where you got ten nagas running around, and oh, of course, naga actually shows up, the real naga, and they immediately bond with her, so this wizard loses control of all the clones, and all the clones are following Naga, which makes it even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a great uh, sequence where they're just—it's like—it's a train, a literal train of Nagas just destroying the castle, just walking around, blasting everything, and just nothing but laughter for <laughs> just, Forever. just pure laughter, no dialogue, just. Laughing and explosions. <laughs> oh, that's right! I do remember that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that was horrible. That had to have given people nightmares, I'm sure. Uh, what was the one after that? I was trying to look here and see. There were, it was Jeffrey's Knighthood. This was the one where uh, there's this wimpy guy named Jeffrey, and his mother wants to hire uh, Lena and Naga to help him become a man. So, of course, there's the... Uh, there's that could be joke. taken in so many wrong ways now. Yeah, they're like, we're not, we're not really in that sort of business, you know. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember yeah. Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke, the joke of the episode is that every time somebody comments on the fact that Jeffrey's a wuss, uh, the mother emerges from Hammer Space and clobbers whoever says it. It's usually Naga. <laughs> Well, it would it wouldn't be Naga if she didn't say something. Yeah, and there's a point at which uh, they're up against an army, and somebody makes a comment about Jeffrey, and the mother comes out and defeats the army. And uh, there's a dark knight at one point. The dark knight goes down to the mother. Uh, oh God, that that also sounded wrong. Oh, um, and the, the main bad guy ended up being Jeffrey's father. Uh, yeah, there's a dark knight, but then they they go to the castle, and then the guy in the castle. He is his father. Yeah. It's great because the mother is super powerful and they never really explain how or why. Even Lena's scared. She's like, how is she teleporting? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So it's the opposite of Star Wars in that the the mother is powerful. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, she got a lot of those um, where she had to take care of people on this and these little episodes here. I don't know who would want Lena to babysit their child, but, you know. Well, the next one has another Naga duplicate. Oh, yeah. They did in the, within the same series, they did two Naga duplicate stories. But this is one where Naga and Lena are after some, some rogue archaeologist who's looking for this mirror that creates uh, opposite personality duplicates of anyone who looks into it. So, of course, he turns it on Naga and Lena. And what emerges is... Uh, Wimpy Lena and Bashful Naga. Oh, yes, I remember that one. What was this one? What was that? I have to, let me see. I do was, remember uh, that. It was yeah, what? It was called uh, Mirror Mirror. It's yes. when he has And either one of them had goatees. <laughs> yeah, but Wimpy Lena had sparkles in her eyes. That's how you I, I, I know, I know. It's, uh, you know, you're talking about duplicates in a title Mirror Mirror. You know, people, oh, yeah, people yeah. think of goatees. Yes. Yeah, that Lena got on my nerves too. Yeah, because you were having to do this extra squeaky, wimpy voice. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, is she serious? Do I have to say that? 
that's not but the best, Let's talk about her problems. The best part is when the villain... About her problems. The best part is when the villain uh, gets a good look at Wimpy Lena, and they, he turns back to regular Lena, and he's like, oh my god, if that's your if that's your opposite personality duplicate, then who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one, that was funny. But I did, yeah. I remember that. I remember like going, oh my god, that Lena's so freaking annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she needs to stop before we hit her. <laughs> And yeah. the, epi- the episode does end with uh, Lena narrating, and she's like, if anyone happens across these two duplicates, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there, there was one – actually, there was one thing in Jeffrey's knighthood that uh, we forgot to bring up is that there's one scene where Lena and Naga are surrounded by zombies and, or some – I think they're zombies. And, and Lena does this thing where she's like, oh, Naga, you know, you'll always be remembered for your sacrifice. And then she kicks – Naga into the yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then then she Naga suddenly emerges with this uh, with this purification spell and takes out all the zombies and and Lena says I didn't even know she knew that spell <laughs> and what that is a reference to is the 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 uh, the royal Seirun family who are all like white mages so a little known fact about Naga at least at this point in the story is that uh, she's she's from a family of uh, white magicians and she does know a lot of white magic but she seldom uses it. Yeah. yeah. Are we allowed to say her her identity? I mean, this series is like twenty years old, so I'm I'm sure we can't. You know, it's like it's like telling people that that Darth Vader is Luke's father. I mean, if they don't know by now, too late. Yeah. Too, too bad. Suck it up. She's uh she's Amelia's sister. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. Deal with it. I said it. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is this is uh another another clue that you're supposed to be watching this in a certain order and this at this point you should have finished the first uh the first season of the tv series so that in fact there was a there was a reference to her actually i should i should get to this later on because uh there there's a tie-in to uh, like a later episode and I, I shouldn't mention it just yet okay so let's move on to slayer's return and this one has the most complicated uh plot but i'll try to kind of whiz through it basically uh do it while singing Le- a musical number. Uh, no. Lena, <laughs> Lena oh, and Naga really? are... Uh, like to dig up and... <laughs> <laughs> Lena and Naga are uh, hired to free a village that's enslaved uh, to dig up some ancient elven treasure. Um, the main bad guy is named uh, Galev, I think. And uh, they, they arrive just in time to run into Galev's mercenaries, and they start fighting the mercenaries. And then Galev shows up, and the mercenaries start start like curb stomping Galev and and uh Lena and Naga are like, what the hell is this? And and the mercenaries are like, well you just showed up and started attacking us. This guy hasn't even paid us yet. <laughs> and, yeah, he owes them money. They're like, yeah. screw this guy. We so with the up, not help. <laughs> yep. So with the promise of uh of great riches they go to to dig up whatever this ancient secret is. And it turns out to be a giant monster of course. Yes. And it's like this big golem type monster. It's not really a golem. It's made of some precious material that can't be destroyed and it's immune to magic and it's chasing after the after the characters because earlier in the movie Naga slipped on this uh this bracelet that she can't take off. And it's chasing after Naga and Lena does another one of these, oh Naga, your sacrifice will be remembered and she kicks <laughs> Naga to the curb. And of course it follows them to a to a giant city and and lots of havoc is caused and 
eventually Naga creates a giant golem and Lena, because she can't really kill it with the dragon slave, but she dragon slaves the golem into the other creature. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. And and at the end, this this thing disintegrates. Whatever precious material it was made of is lost now. So they got no treasure. Yeah, but they chased they chased Galav over the uh, over the credits, and that's how it ends. Yeah, it's funny because the why. golem the golems oh. fall in love with each other. Yeah. Yes, that's right. There's <laughs> a there's a pause when they're fighting. I'm like, are they gonna go there? They totally went there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no way, no way, no, really, okay. <laughs> And you know that one was an interesting an interesting episode because there was a lot of running and talking scenes. It was yeah. like, and then I was, you know, you learn really quickly where you're like, I'm about to hyperventilate in this booth. <laughs> a lot of screaming. I think this is the most screamtastic of the movies. Yeah. This is this is where screaming Lena gets its name. Yeah, this is where I coined the name screaming Lena. Which, <laughs> I thought it which, was funny when the which is a term of endearment. I assure you. <laughs> That could, be, that could be that you could totally create the name of a band, you, you know, Ten Nog is in the Screaming Lena. Ah, that, would be, uh, uh, that would be bad. <laughs> this one is definitely, I think, my favorite of the four movies or five movies. Sorry, there's yeah. that a premium. Oh, I don't know. This one and Premium are kind of on the same level for me. But I saw this one more recently, and uh, yeah. yeah, this one was was my favorite. I like the fact that the uh, giant Orichalcum monster just goes yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. yo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like when they're fighting and Lena and Nog are like, go, go, go. They're like, <laughs> take them out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But that was a good one. But premium, I have to say, that is my favorite, though. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, I think this is also my favorite of the movies. Just because you have multiple those. favorites, Neil. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite, but this one is is just so off the wall wacky and just stuff you don't see coming and so many people on different that's why I said it was hard to explain the movies because there there are all these sides there's like the mercenary side and the main bad guy nobody's really aligned with each other they're just all this kind of uh, hornet's nest of uh, buffoonery so it's kind of like a comedy of errors vaudeville-esque thing going on yeah that's what it kind of is kind of like that movie Oscar Oh god, that movie! <sighs> Give it a rest. That movie sucks. You underestimate the comedy of that movie, but moving on. I've seen that movie. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I suppose Slayer's great. Yeah, Slayer's great is next. And this is this is the this is the first of two where Lena and Naga find themselves at different ends of a rivalry. And in this one, uh, they run into this girl named Leia or Laya actually, and. Uh, she doesn't, need, rescue... she, she doesn't need help. They're, they're, only, they're her only hope. Yeah, I didn't want to make that reference. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they rescue her, and uh, they start immediately abusing her charity. They uh, take up, you know, they take up uh, residents at her, at her home, and they meet her father and brother, who are rival master golem makers. And each of them picks La- Naga and Lena to be the model for their next great golem. Yes. And... The father loves loves really cute things, so she so he picks Lena and he <laughs> designs this hyper cute sort of uh, I don't want to I don't know if moe is the right term. No, no, no. It's just no. Of chibi, I think. It's chibi, yeah, that's it. He makes a chibi golem, and the yeah. brother makes a hypersexualized, big boobed naga golem. 
How can you hypersexualize something that's already hypersexual? Right? <laughs> but, but it but it happens. <laughs> the answer is shh. Anyway. Yeah, he even took the care to use a special material so the boobs would bounce. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, uh, the, the golems get sabotaged and they have to use uh, Naga and Lena as as uh, magic to, to power the golems. So Naga and Lena are also inside the golems now. And this is to stage the giant golem battle between Naga and Lena. And this is where one of the most controversial uh, scenes take place, where Naga basically kicks Lena's butt. <laughs> what? I'm not sure that's accurate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I remember at one point, Naga just put her palm against Lena's uh, forehead, and Lena started, started like, pinwheeling her arms and couldn't reach Naga. And that was... Oh, that's right! That's kind of a sad moment. <laughs> Yeah, well, to be fair, that's not really Lena's fault. She didn't build that golem. That's, true. <laughs> that's right, and that wasn't really Lena, so <laughs> yeah, so whatever. <laughs> it's not but true. But eventually, they they break out of the golems and dragon slave. Later, there's a crater, and uh, I think this is the only time that Naga actually gets hit with the dragon slave. <laughs> but she's okay. She had lots of cushions for that fall. Yeah, she landed on her airbags. But, Piece uh, of a water landing. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So. Uh, yeah, this is the one where Lena wakes up in the golem and she doesn't realize. Yeah. That she's in there. I think they tricked her to get in there, and she's like, "What the crap?" I remember. Basically, that. he just—I don't know—the the golem maker just um, uses brick and mortar to encase her in the golem, and she's like, "How'd you do that?" He's just—I don't know. I know some things. I'm like, that's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cask of Amontillado or something like. I know you... some things. <laughs> and remember, Why like do you know she... this. <laughs> remember, like she sees Naga's golem and she thinks I must be like super gorgeous golem also. And then she turns around and looks in the reflection of the water and realizes that she's like this <laughs> little short stout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Where she's like, what? yeah. Yeah, I like this movie, but in. It... Compared to uh, Return, I don't think it's as well paced. It has yeah. very good jokes, but there's a lot of uh, pregnant pauses. It's weird. Like the the material is good, but it's not uh, like it's not just it's not like bam 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 with the jokes. You gotta wait a while, and then there's a really good joke. That's called build up. Yeah. I don't know. If that's build up if it's just dragging it. And I feel like the movie is really good. It's really good, but there's a lot of uh, unnecessary length. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. In a world without hope, in a time of their greatest need, Three men came together to deliver responsible news about video games. Geekcast Radio and the Lunchroom proudly present XRG Extreme Retro Gaming only on GeekcastRadio.com. 2012 marks the 30th anniversary for Masters of the Universe. We here at the GCRN are celebrating with a brand new series of podcasts. The Powers of Grayskull series will cover every episode of every MOTU cartoon. 
Yes, even that crappy new adventure stuff. Join Optimus Solo and TF2 and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become masters in space, and finally masters of Grayskull. You can find the Pogs podcasts in iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Good journey! This is just my opinion, um, but it's not uh, as bad as uh, the next movie, where it's like a lot of good jokes, but kind of out a little too far. Yeah, Slayer's gorgeous. Um, yeah, this... The 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 setup for this is actually kind of funny. And, 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 and right now, I just have to say that I love the titles. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty in, good. Indispensable Lena and Naga. No. <laughs> so Lena and Naga again caught in the middle of a of a dispute. This time, this is I actually think this is funny. The there's a there's a father and daughter rivalry going on. They each have their own armies. And the dispute is over her allowance. She wants more money. <laughs> yeah. And because she's so low on funds, she has to make all of her armor out of wood. So at one point, uh, Lena kind of figures out, wait a minute, she's kind of swinging, swinging that sword around uh, like like it's, you know, five pounds. What, what's the deal? Uh, forget how she does it, but she, she tricks the daughter into... Uh... Oh, I think she sets the sword on fire. That's what, that's what happens. She shoots like a firebolt at... At the water, and, the, and the sword catches fire, and she's like, "Aha! All your armor is made out of wood, not not metal." And <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, it's because I don't have any money." <laughs> <laughs> so, so the 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 concept is very funny. the The movie itself is kind of slow. Yeah, it, they're good jokes. It's just it's a little too long. Like I feel like this could have been a really great OVA episode rather than a movie. Yes. Yeah. Just need to uh, TiVo that a bit. Fast forward now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you're a Slayers fan, it's definitely worth seeing because there's a lot of great stuff. Like, um, I think my favorite sequence of jokes was when, uh, like Naga and Lena are again on opposite sides in this movie because yeah. Naga takes the side of the daughter and Lena's Mom. on the side of the her father. Because and, the father has cash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, there's for some reason, like. Naga lands in a creek and there's a little frog in her cleavage, and it's a really cute frog, and it just stays there for a few scenes. <laughs> frog wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, frog the frog was, was in a good place. He, he liked what's going on. <laughs> but then at the end, I think, don't they join forces in this one, uh, Naga and Lena? Yeah, yeah, what ends up happening is that there's a uh, like a big evil dragon involved in it. So a rock dragon or rock something or other. Yeah, he's like the king oh, of- the red dragon, the fire dragon. Okay, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and it was something about Lena's because Lena uses the dragon slave, and he's like he took offense to it or something, and he's like, and uh, he was one of those uh, dragons are the master race kind of guys. And yeah. We're going to rise and up and destroy the humans. The Red Dragon, huh? So he, yeah. he, did he, did he, uh, he showed lots of pr- things on a film projector and then posed with his back naked? No. No. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, there was something going on where where Lena couldn't just use the Dragon Slave. They had to distract him first. So they're bouncing from rooftop to rooftop shooting uh, freeze Bullet. freeze arrows. At, yeah, freeze bullets at, at the... Uh, the dragon, and at one point, one bouncing more than the other. Yeah, at one point, Lena just disappears, <laughs> and you don't really catch it. But at one point, uh, Naga's like right in front of the dragon, and uh, she says, "Like you haven't noticed that I've been the only one shooting at you." 
And he turns around and there's there's Lena doing the incantation of the dragon's life. And uh, this is another case where massive collateral damage occurs, but uh, Nag and Lena don't really, yeah. And come away with nothing. Yeah, they come away with nothing. As always, they get screwed. <laughs> oh, but there's there's one thing about the Dragon Slave that uh, because there were two production companies working on this uh, for the TV show and the movies, the incantation of the Dragon Slave had to be different uh, between Central Park Media and uh, ADV. Oh. However, in Slayer's Return, they for some reason Lena uses the one from the TV series. And I caught that the last time I watched it. I was like, huh, that's that's kind of weird. Maybe the lawyers weren't paying attention. Yeah, maybe. It, or, I, don't, maybe I don't know the history of it, but I thought it was an issue of translation because you can yeah. take the original Japanese and just say a different thing, but it means the same. So I don't Yeah, know. yeah, but I just thought that was kind of funny that in that one case, they used the same translation. Yes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes the same words in Japanese mean different things. Like, defeat, defeat me, you must uh, defeat... Shenlong. Shenlong. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Street Fighter. Yeah, basically oh, the original Japanese when Ryu defeats you is to defeat me you must defeat my dragon punch. Oh. But in in Japan in in one translation, you know, the Capcom USA did Dragon Punch as Shenlong. Yeah, the oh, it was oh, the arcade yeah, version that had Shenlong and then the SNES one had the Dragon Punch. And that made that made the that made that the infamous uh, yeah that, magazine that made, yeah that resulted in the in the greatest EGM April Fool's Day joke of all time. Oh yeah, I remember that. Well, I don't remember that, but I remember reading about it. I wondered why that happened. Oh. <laughs> so many quarters were wasted on that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, getting back to the to the series here, uh, the next three are all OVA episodes, and these are. Probably one of these is my favorite OVA of, of the entire series. Well, first we're going to get into the Labyrinth episode. And this is the flashback one. This is the one where Naga and Lena meet for the first time. Uh, she sets fire to uh, – Na- Naga, that is. She sets fire to the uh, – Hotel or – The motel kind. that Lena is staying at. She's like, oh, my possessions. <laughs> and and – don't do that again, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> and we have professionals here to do that. And Naga's like, uh, "I'm here to face Lena Inverse," and and Lena's like, "Who's Lena? Who's that?" Because if anyone knew that she was Lena, they'd all run for the hills. And of course, Naga goes, "You, of course." And and uh, after that little confrontation, Lena's like, "Okay, you're so smart. How, how are you going to get down from there?" And Naga's like, "Get down." <laughs> and this this whole thing repeats. Just a few moments later, where uh, Na- Lena's at a restaurant and Naga burns down the restaurant, and uh, and you and like the next scene, you see Naga like wrapped in bandages, like uh, she she basically looks like a mummy because uh, she's been burned, and she, of course she's got the the uh, the bikini on over it. <laughs> of course, yes. Sorry. And uh, let's see, how did that go? Oh yeah, the the villagers were mad at, were mad at both of them for. Uh, <laughs> causing the diner to be burned down. So they're like, okay, to to pay retribution, you have to go slay this this vampire that's in this cave. Oh, actually, and they go, it's a uh, it's a trick. They tell you you need to go on a, a rescue mission. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, because we don't hear about the vampire yet. Yeah. So they so they march off to the cave, and uh, Lena's Lena's putting all these marks on the wall so that they know how to get out. And what she doesn't know is that Naga's wiping them all off because she's like, oh, so, that's Naga's right. like, you're vandalizing the cave. <laughs> 
Yes, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> and and Alita's like, how are we supposed to get out now? <laughs> yeah. So the trick is that there was this vampire that the villagers made a pact with. So they they would just send uh, unwitting victims to their doom into this cave to meet the vampire. And this is the one and only time that that Naga almost takes the sword out, but I think it gets stuck. She has the sword throughout all the episodes, but she never uses it. Uh-uh. It's nice decoration. Yeah, it's just there. <laughs> it looks cool with the uh, leather bikini. <laughs> it's something else to bounce when she runs. <laughs> True. It wasn't wasn't there a scene where they're they were they're kind of uh, sashaying across a wall and uh, it was there was a very very thin edge that they were kind of walking across and. Because Naga has these gigantic boobs, it kind of pushes her away from the wall, and she starts to fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she looks down, and then her, her boobs are just squashed against the walk wall, and she just slowly <laughs> falls backwards because there's not enough room. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just linked in the chat what the vampire looks like. Oh, my Because I God. was laughing pretty hard when I saw what the vampire was like. Oh That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to see Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> oh, I, I had to take a screen cap of that. <laughs> that's going in the show notes. Oh my god! So basically, uh, Lena and Naga escape the cave, and uh, and a beautiful friendship emerges, <laughs> sort of. A <laughs> <laughs> beautiful friendship. Yeah. And this next one is probably my well, it is my favorite OVA. It's the one where uh, Lena. It's called a terrible future and lena is escorting a rich brat voiced by tiffany grant and yeah she's escorting her through the countryside to drop her off at her father's house i think yeah it's been a couple months and what i love about this is (coughs) is a little known fact is that tiffany grant wanted to do naga yes and but she she lost out on that and this was a chance for Tiffany Grant to unleash her practice. Her Naga voice, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, because because Princess Serena, the daughter, does laugh like Naga in this one. It's uh, it's interesting. But yeah, this one was funny because this was where uh, Lena thought she was gonna get a whole bunch of money for escorting her. And turns out that the father said, well, I'll give you half now. Because, of course, she jumps on it. He shows her all this money. And, you know, she's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Again, why you would want Lena to babysit your kid, I'm not sure. But, you know, he shows her all this money. He's, she's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then he's like, and she says, I agree to all your terms. And so he's like, I'll give you half now and half when you actually get her there. And what's funny is that she's got she's to gotta pay for all travel expenses. And, and uh, this, this Princess Serena is a quite high maintenance and has to go yeah. shopping every day. <laughs> yeah, I just watched this one today, actually, so it's fresh in my mind, and it's true, like, travel expenses include Serena, like, <laughs> buying her clothes, because when she changes her clothes, she never, never wears them again. Yeah, she only <laughs> she wears... She doesn't know about washing clothes. <laughs> and that's funny, because Lena's like, I wash my clothes every day! <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's gross! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she said, that was funny. Yeah, this is a good one, actually. This is actually a good one. But it just keeps getting better and better. Because at one point, Lena hires a bunch of roaming bandits to kidnap the daughter and deliver her safely to her father. Except that the next day, they get held up by by actual bandits. <laughs> and these these other bandits take, take, take Serena and 
Lena thinks everything's going okay until Naga mugs the bandits that were actually hired, <laughs> and and as proof delivers the the bag of change that Lena had originally given to them, and she's like, oh no. So they go they go on a rescue mission to save Serena, who is no longer willing to be rescued, and has actually uh, basically emasculated this person who had oh, been following right. her throughout, throughout the entire episode. <laughs> and then and then that's when Naga converts Serena. Serena. Yes. With with the epic slap across yes. the face. Yeah, that was pretty cool because the uh, Serena got mad and she was uh, like gonna like slap a retribution or something, but uh, <laughs> Naga beat her to the slap with a backhand. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and this has the most horrifyingly. T- horrifyingly terrible ending out of all of them <laughs> with all three of them wearing the bikinis yes! laughing yeah, to the, the sunset <laughs> even the guy yes yes that you're right about that that is terrifying <laughs> oh my god and that actually leads into the final ova <laughs> yes. which is lena's lovely makeover operation and this, again, is an episode where Lena and Naga are on opposite ends of the feud. <laughs> One involving uh, a, uh, a seamstress who is into uh, very conservative fashion and another one who's into risque fashion. And they're having this war. And, um, God, you know, this is the one that I didn't watch. <laughs> Oh. I, re- I remember, I remember the first time, but for some reason I didn't, I didn't watch it the second time around. And I just thought I'd go off of memory. I do remember that uh, these 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 clothes makers, these 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 women that were in the town, uh, were very highly competent and very very motivated to the point where I believe their their own buildings they could transform and. Uh, oh yeah, I watched this one today too, and it's um, they have multiple oh, oh wait ateliers like uh, yeah. hideouts, and at least each of them have one that's actually a golem. And yes. it's uh, the one that's owned by the risque designer. I wish I had looked it up, but it's based on this famous sculpture in Japan, which makes it really bizarre. Um, I don't know. It's like the statue, the statue, the Tower of the Sun or something, and it's, it has a very distinct shape. And then the other one's more of a straight-up robot design with a little house for a head, <laughs> kind of like Megas XLR. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's. This was a bizarre one, another one with good content that I thought was very strangely paced, which confuses me because it's always the same people making these things, but then you'll yeah. get one that's like, like it's very, like there's a lot of weird pauses or it takes a long time to build up to a joke. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to watch this one and I think that's kind of what I was like, wait, what? Wait, huh? And yeah, I, I, I was, I was going to watch this one today and I just, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell oh, the there truth. We have it, folks. That's not a good recommendation there. I'm just yeah. sorry. I woke up and I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, this this one, like the second movie, it's hard to explain, but unlike the second movie, it's not it's not the the laugh a minute comedy fest that, that returns was. It was it's a very strange episode. Yes, yeah. it is. This is very strange. Trying to change Lena's style, first of all. <laughs> Basically, poor Lena, everyone insults her no matter what side they're on. The exactly. conservative labor lady gets her crap, and the risque lady gives her crap. <laughs> I don't know why Lena just, just didn't fly out of there. <laughs> or Dragon Slay the lot of them. Yeah, it's just like, it, that's it, I'm done. Dragon 
slave. Right, I am dragon slaving your butt right now. <laughs> Get it over with. Who cares? One of the golems was being lifted with a with a uh, levitation spell, and they were they were basically dropping the golem on something. But to to yeah, release the golem. the golem, they basically all jumped off of it. Yeah, the maids or the seamstresses, they all knew like non-attack magic, so they used levitation to right like raise their golem on the on the conservative side, and then Lena told them <laughs> to leave, so the, uh, their golem fell on the risque team's golem, and they all just got destroyed. <laughs> and then the conservative one was like, "Yeah, I won," and then the police arrest everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Lena's like, uh, "Fly away." Yeah, she, and that's. She, tends to be like, oh, I was taken advantage of, and then she just runs out of there. <laughs> even, Naga, even Naga has the sense to cheese it, like, uh-oh, it's the fuzz, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of the of the Naga era of Slayers, at least for now, because you, you never know. They came back to the TV series, so maybe. Did you guys watch that, Revolution and Evolution R? No. Uh, I'm going to. Um, oh, okay. I'm hoping to have it all watched by next weekend. <laughs> well, I like it a lot. Um, there are yeah. things I don't like, but I like it more than try. And uh, in a way, I'm not going to ruin it for, in, completely. But in a way, yes, Naga is in that. <laughs> it's the only time she's like. Is, is this what I heard it? about with the suit of armor? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Aww. Yeah. The she's the wall there. of separation never truly comes down. Yeah. Which they they well, never went across the streams. Yeah, yeah. They never well, say her name. I I can kind why? of understand why, but still, it's it's this one thing that everyone's always wanted to happen, but it's not happened yet. Well, you know what? It's got to happen. It has to happen. But anyway, that the light novels maybe it happened there. <laughs> I can't read Japanese. I can barely read Korean. <laughs> well, didn't they start translating them? I don't know. I think they did, but I don't know. They're I'd never seen them like in the wild, so. <laughs> You know, manga sales on their own aren't especially super duper strong. Light novels, I imagine, won't be that much stronger. But there are light novel translations now. Um, you can get Spice and Wolf, the light novels, and also Oh My Goddess light novels. So you never know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen excerpts of it in English, but I can't tell if that's just a fan translation or an official release. But uh, I never really looked into it. I probably should do that. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Yep. So, any other notes about Slayers, Neil? Uh, well, there is one left that kind of ties into what we were just talking about, and that would be Slayers Premium. And this is this is the not regular. It's premium. It's premium. <laughs> it has a higher octane level. Yeah, this is the one where we get the the Central Park Media cast. Well, one of them, one of the cast members, but the 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 characters from from the from the TV show uh, meshing with uh, the movie yes. Slayers, which is. Uh, Gowry, Zalgadis, and Amelia being in the same cartoon with uh, with Naga, but the but like I said, the wall of separation doesn't really come down because it starts in the in the TV series era. And if you're, I think it's supposed to be like uh, like the like the last Ursa Yatsura movie where it's not really supposed to be canon. But if you if I had to place it, it takes place between uh, Slayer's Next and Slayer's Try because uh, Gowry's got the Sword of Light, and if you watch the end of Try, he shouldn't have that. But anyway, um, they're in this port town called Akasi. Lena and uh, Gowry are at this restaurant, and they're eating seafood. And Gowry eats this tainted octopus that causes them to speak octopus. octopus. <laughs> yes. That causes and, him to speak in Spanish because he starts to say taco. Yeah. Or actually, the guy is taco. Actually, I rewatched that. 
you said that in the in the uh, in the commentary too, but actually he says octo. <laughs> I thought he said taco. <laughs> also, it's worth noting that in uh, in Japanese, taco is octopus. Like that's what it really is. Yeah. It really yeah, taco like takoyaki means cooked oh. octopus. So See, he did say taco. <laughs> oh, double corrected. Oh, backfired. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, here's your fun fact that uh, in Japanese, um, like tacos, they when they say like they mean the Mexican kind of taco, they have to say tacos, like tacos. Oh, that's cool. They, I didn't know did, that. <laughs> in Japanese. In the day. And now in Japanese. Da, da, da. Uh, they're different, <laughs> Lena. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this one, but I uh, I got a shout out to my roommate who really loves when Amelia goes like Zogata says like oh I don't like talk I don't like octopus it's disgusting and Amelia just screams I know you don't mean that she's like really <laughs> offended oh that's right <laughs> this was a really good one definitely this was one of a my good favorites. One. Yeah, I did like it. I mean, I was nervous going in um, to do this one just because I knew that the, uh, you know, the the casts were gonna meet and and gel together. And I just thought this is. I actually, I I had nightmares. You know, I said that I had nightmares before I recorded this, and I was really wanting them to just get Lisa to do it. Just please get Lisa to do it. Oh. <laughs> and this was so difficult for me because. Um, you know, I knew that that this was a character at this point. You know, I knew that this was a character that uh, was so loved by 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 the fans that I just thought, oh my god, I can't do this. And and I think ADV actually did try to get Lisa, and and they were unable to. I think she was working on a on a bigger project, and she was unable to come and and do that. <clears throat> but I remember asking Sandra, can you please just please get Lisa to do this? And then she called me up one day and she says, "You're it." And I was like, "Oh." Okay. Well, they should do they should do one where they where they have where they should like redub one that where that has two Lenas and so they can get the two Lenas. <laughs> yeah, you have to draw straws to where who gets to be wimpy Lena. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what they should have done. Well, actually, settle in the parking lot. Oh no. <laughs> oh God, Double dragon slave. <laughs> but settle in the Funimation parking lot. Oh, the Funimation the... parking lot. The yeah, only character. The first... Oh, go ahead. The only actor from the from the uh, Central Park media dub that came in was Crispin Freeman. Yeah. There was no Veronica Taylor, and there was no Eric Stewart. So the Pokemon people are not here. <laughs> but, it was uh, very bizarre because I was I was used to the TV series. I only, like I said before, I only watched the movies and OVAs recently, and uh, this was the first time that I heard Cynthia as Lena. And I was apprehensive. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be Lisa Ortiz. I don't know about this. And then I heard, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this is fine. <laughs> it's all right. I, I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Well, it's good. Like, but that's the reaction people have. It's like, well, it's not yeah. what I'm used to, so it sucks. I'm like, but no, it I doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, and I totally understand it. I totally understand that because you fall in love with a character and you fall in love with everything and, and that's their identity, you know? And it's like it's like switching, you just switch someone out and I, I get it. I get why it's so difficult for people. But yeah, man, sometimes people could be mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They don't know how hard it is. Yeah, exactly, know. yeah. It's like, you know, I was trying really hard. <laughs> Well, you did a good job, so. Yeah, you did a great job. I, I mean, yeah. there's no complaints on this end. It's it... 
Well, and I do. I, I, I really, I love the character. And that's just, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's bittersweet because I love the character. And then there's times that I listen to her and I'm thinking, I could have done that differently. Because, you know, you always do that. You always go back and think, I could have done this differently. I could have, now, now I'm, now I'm a better Lena. Now I, <laughs> now I know exactly what she would do. But, um, yeah, she's an awesome character. But Premium definitely was my favorite as much as I dreaded doing it in a as scared as I was of it, um, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorites. And I thought that doing the TV series must have been a freaking blast after I saw this one. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're going to cover the TV series on the second half of this episode, which I think we're going to record in a week. But it's going to have to be on Friday or Sunday. Yes. Which, of course, Chu, you're invited back. And uh, Cynthia, if you want to be <laughs> on it, too. I don't know if you've watched that much of the tv series but, i have not uh, watched that much of the tv series oh oh you can just watch the best one and <laughs> I, I know right i'm gonna watch that one yeah i mean let me know you know right now what i'm working on is i have that i have my spanish rock project and that's kind of really kicking my butt i mean it's like Uh-oh. yeah they they're it's just it's moving really fast and and um you know, that's why it was so hard for me to respond respond to you. I knew this was coming up, and I was trying to prepare for that. But, you know, I had I had interviews today, and we've had House of Blues shows, and we've had all sorts of just crap everywhere. And I just, I seem to not, I seem to not be sleeping these days. But it's good. It's good. You know, we just had our first music video come out, and so that's really awesome. And, Excellent. Um, yeah, so, but keep me posted, and, and certainly if I, if I, can make it and I'll watch just let me know like send me some that I can watch yeah it's gonna it's gonna have to be this coming weekend just because uh we yeah we, we have the 100th episode this is actually the one on the 100th episode right now yeah and that's coming up Woo! really yeah. fast that we need to publish it so we have one weekend to do it oh, but uh actually um should we finish the the review of Slayer's pre <laughs> Basically, how it ends. Uh, yes, yes, yes. There's okay. There's a giant sea monster that's tricking all the uh, the octopus, <laughs> octopi, tricking all these all these uh, mollusks into uh, into harvesting the negative energy caused by everyone speaking gibberish. Uh, the monster is freed and rises from the ocean. He eats all of the octopi and turns his attention to Lena, who's perched on a cliff. He's shooting dark energy spells from his mouth, chipping away at this rock that Lena's hiding behind. Um, he's about to get her, and who rises from the ocean? It's Naga. She's also in the she's also in the service of the octopi. She's been crowned their queen. Uh, she starts to announce her arrival, and then she gets hit with the dark spell. At that moment, Lena spins around, never saw Naga, and unleashes a dragon slave, freeing all the octopi. Again, the ending is not quite a happy one, but it's it's jovial nonetheless. Yeah, because the the. Uh, yeah, the octopus make a deal with the humans where their tentacles can be cut, can be cut <laughs> off and they just grow back. So the delicacy of the of the uh, of the island can can remain, but Spain. yeah, that they're still chopping up these poor octopuses. <laughs> Octopi, octopi, mollusks, whatever. But tacos, <laughs> tacos, <laughs> and. Oh, I forgot about the one scene that I talked about earlier. Uh, in Slayer's Excellent, the one with with uh, Tiffany Grant, there's there's a character. Actually, there's a character in the TV series that walks close by the camera 
and it's wearing the Naga the Serpent uh, getup, but the the one catches that the character has red hair. And I never, I always thought that was like a coloring mistake. But then I rewatched uh, Slayer's Excellent. I'm like, no, no, wait. Maybe that's Tiffany Grant's character that walks by the camera. <laughs> ah. Maybe they did that just to fix that. To Maybe. Fix- I don't know. <laughs> it's become self-aware, Neil. Yeah, they they saw their error and they were like, no, no, that's that's not an error. We, we, we'll invent this other character. Right, right. It's true. You never know. Yeah. Yep. So that just about wraps it up. We're going to cover the TV series next and – um, we're probably not going to go point by point like we did here. Otherwise we'll be here like <laughs> hour. Okay, hour. Season two, yeah. episode four. Let's go. No, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We, we, we try <laughs> to avoid that. That's the, that's the one yeah. thing we, that, that's one of many things. We, don't <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't be so spoilerific. We, we spoiled the hell out of these movies, but you need to watch them anyway yes. because they're just so goddamn funny. The, the performance is what sells it. Yeah. And yes, they do mean the English voices, but the Japanese voices are good too. <laughs> the Japanese voices are good. Yeah. Wait, who? <laughs> yeah. So uh, once again, thanks everyone for being here. Uh, the, are we just gonna do like a a commercial break here instead of doing an ending ending? That way we can stitch it um, together. We can sign off. Um, I plan on releasing these like back to back weeks just because. Uh, ah. Okay. If we do stitch them together, then. Um, it's going to be like an epic length episode, and of course I have my rule: no epic length episodes. That's true. Okay, well, uh, this year's Ben. We have TVs, Mister Neil. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Who me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Can we start that over again? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Just say your name, and I'll take out the yawkness. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh oh. <laughs> Okay, this is Cynthia Martinez. And I'm Slightly Dan's Chew. All right, and we're saying goodnight. Goodnight. Bravo, bravo. Well done indeed. <laughs> And who might you be? My name is Lena Inverse. So, the infamous Lena Inverse has come to test me. (laughs) And who's the bimbo in the black leather? (laughs) I am Lena's most powerful and foremost rival, Naga. Her name is Naga, and she's a pain in the butt. Oh, you don't mean that. (laughs) Of course I do. And to get back to business, just who might you be? (laughs) I have many names, but you can call me Sorcerer A. And what might your business with us be, Mr. A? Well, you see, I thought it was about time that the famous Lena Inverse was exposed to one of the true wonders of the world, my magic! You handle this one. (laughs) Get ready to depart this existence, for you are about to witness the most frightful spell in all the world! Jellyfish Call! Nana, what are you waiting for? The drama! Save your compass! Okay, we should be getting close to the thieves' hideout. If it were up to you, Jeffrey, how would you stage our attack? Well, if I were the one in charge, the first thing I would do is drop down among them like a hawk. 
I'd mow down the nearest one with a whack, 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 whack of my razor blade. Then I'd chase after the rest of them and kill them too. With my daring courage, I'd rescue Miss Lena after she'd been captured. And then I'd best their leader in a trial of strength. The rest of the bandits would be so impressed they'd elect me as their new captain immediately. So is that a great plan or what? I think that falls under or what. Ha! Huh, that's a second-rate plan if ever I heard one. Second-rate, third-class minstrel stuff. What? What? What, what in the nine hells you mean first class? Yeah. My lovely Jeffrey's plan is brilliant and wonderful. How dare you question the brilliance he has crafted into it? Any arguments? Excuse me. Oh, don't worry your sweet little head about me, darling Jeffrey. I'm just an anonymous tourist who happened to be walking past us now. La, 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 la. Strange, I wouldn't have thought that a place like this would attract many tourists these days. Uh, attract many? You're not serious, are you? Oh boy, this guy's strong. I'm gonna need Gaza's help, so I've got to find a way to lure that living armor away from him. Naga! Yes, Nina? I just wanted to tell you that I'll never forget you. I'm sorry, but sometimes you have to make some personal sacrifices. What a bitch. living armor. I'm afraid that you'll just have to think again. It's a bad idea to tangle with Naga. I didn't know she knew that spell. By the way, old man, what are you going to do about them? All they do is sit up there and look smug with themselves. The only things they're good at are making that annoying laugh and eating and drinking like horses. Hmm. Vista, that's the least of it. Do you have any idea what it cost to have those skimpy leather outfits made, or how embarrassing it was to order them? Ah. Have you seen this small-breasted girl? Nope. Can't say that I have. So, your methods of eluding me have become more elaborate, haven't they, Lena Inverse? However, if you think you can befuddle me forever, the only one you're deceiving is yourself! Have you gone completely mad? Worse, for I've seen how the world ends! That woman, the one named Naga, she may be even more dangerous than Lena Inverse! Just what are you talking about? My copies! I sent the copies I created against her, her own copies, and they... They... What? You mean they lost? No! Something far worse! They bonded with her! Can that happen? Impressive workmanship. It looks like it's made out of Ori Holcomb, am I right? Hey! Don't do that! Uh, hey, Naga! What do you think you're doing? Take it off! 
on for size. They are short on compensation, so this and anything else of value will do just fine. <laughs> okay. Hey, don't just agree with her. Uh, 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 I understand your concern. And I know you both deserve to get paid, but the bracelet belongs to the whole village. Please let us pay you some other way. Well, okay, since you put it so nicely. Oh, I think it's stuck. What? what? Come on, Naga, stop playing around! Your stupid jokes aren't funny! I am not joking at all! I can't... can't... This must be a sign from the heavens! I think the gods are saying that the bracelet is meant for my arm! Naga, you're such a moron! Behold my secret spell, Meteor Fall! Meteor Fall? There's a legend about this spell. Huge fragments of stars will shower the earth. It could destroy a whole city. Heed me thou that casts thine gaze from the heavens upon this land. The we time has come for the deliverance of thine exalted power upon earth. Oh, please let me win this battle. Please let me win this battle. Please let me win. Uh, shoot! I didn't get to say it three whole times. You were wishing upon a star! I'm sick of your little friend! Now it's clear why that spell is just a legend. Heed me now that are darker than dusk. Heed me thou more red than blood. In the name of thou buried in the passing of the time. I make this vow to the abyss. Mark all ye fools that standeth in our way. I have got you now, sorceress! Let thine strength merge with mine. So that we may deliver doom. To all 